It's Friday, June 30th, 11.15 a.m. in the city of Happy Cat Ranch, and I skipped my regular Friday clubhouse for this, so I hope you like it. Are you ready, Amy? Uh-huh. Are you ready, Domino? Yeah. Are you ready, folks at home? Okay. All right, then. Let's go. Because this, believe it or not, is actually Granny Has a Podcast, Season 1, Episode 12. Mama Cat gets back on the horse what done through her, and then some other stuff happened. I want to warn you. It turned into a ballroom blitz. I got home from New York City on May the 30th, and on June 1st, the man came over to look at the stovetop because only two out of four electric burners were warming up to, like, you know, cook the food and whatnot, and he announced that it was arcing and could cause an electrical fire, so he had to order a part, a big part, a A main part, part, a part that would take some time with shipping and handling, so while we were waiting for that to happen... One night husband Cat and I thought it would be a good idea to have a nice frozen pizza and salad out of a bag because let's face it, that's easy. So I went to preheat the oven and you know how the electrical element in your oven is supposed to glow red as it warms up except this one was glowing psychedelic radioactive orange. Yeah, kind of Marvel Comics. Yeah, mar- yeah, like flowing hot lava racing towards Race Bannon in a 1964 Johnny Quest episode. Is that oddly specific? And right there in the middle of the element, this sort of glowing white hot expanding area like a laser or perhaps the thing was about to blow. So we turned off the oven and that was the night that husband Cat and I learned that you can in fact cook a frozen pizza very slowly on the stovetop if you remember to, you know, keep an eye on it because the burners might be arcing, but that's okay. While we were waiting for the man to come after the part arrived and he had to fix both parts of the stove and the the, uh, oven, you see, I went to do some laundry, and you know I've got a thing about laundry. Remember back in, I think it was episode three, The Great Behind, I was talking about laundry? Um, yeah, so. I noticed I had to run the rinse cycle like five times and it still wasn't getting the water out of everything, and so I called the man to come look at the laundry, and so did you know that you your washing machine has a transmission in it just like your car. And just like your car, if your transmission blows, it gets fluid and oil all over parts that shouldn't have fluid or oil. Yeah, so that was the end of the machine, but I thought, well, that's okay because we're on the replace and repair plan with our local utility company, and that's when the man informed me that this was a pre-existing condition, like healthcare. I had previously called to ask someone to look at this problem, and so that meant that they would not in fact fix it at this later stage because I bought the appliance insurance in between. Yeah. So we went to the store and put $2,300 on a credit card for a brand new washer dryer unit because our old low-end dryer was just as old and low-end as our old low-end washer. And I could don't tell husband cat or anybody, but it is not lost on me that I had just spent just about that much to go to New York City and take Rachel Naylor's master class and go to the networking event and Coney Island and the expensive dinners and yeah, very conscious of that. But wait, there's more. That's when we lost the sleek black beauty. And if you're old enough to get the car talk reference I just made, you might be old enough for Granny Has a Podcast. 
Anyway, the sleek black beauty was and uh, maybe is right this minute somewhere in limbo. My 2009 Kia Optima four-door sedan and baby, it was the best, most reliable car I have ever driven since the green Corolla that gave its life for me in southern New Mexico 30 years ago. Or was it only 25? Time travel, time travel, time travel, time travel. So I'm driving along and I'm on my way home from Bloomington and I know that means nothing to you, but it means either the freeway at rush hour or I listen to my instinct telling me me take the overland route and I cross the freeway and I go into the neighborhoods and I start working my way and honey I don't get two miles but what I heard the most amazing noise and thank heaven there was no traffic on the street I pulled into the next driveway the very first driveway had a nice shady parking spot and I turned off the car and I noticed it was leaning to one side and yeah I know I was thinking flat tire too but I didn't hear the thing that you hear with a flat tire, right? <laughs> My driver's side rear suspension fell off. Fell the F off. Yes, I sense that the spirit of Irma Bombeck is strong with me at this time because it's nothing but complaints about life in the suburbs because, baby, I live in a non-walkable all-cul-de-sac suburb where I can't do jack without a car. And that's a whole nother discussion for a whole nother day. I'm just saying, if this is an issue for you, like it's an issue for me, I urge you to go to YouTube and look up Strong Towns and think about it. Because if the aliens landed tomorrow, they would think the cars are in charge and we are the breed of critters they developed to serve them. Now, first, I'm going to congratulate myself on having the good taste to listen to whatever inside said, don't take the freeway this time, right? Because in the two miles that I traversed on the back roads, I probably would have been up to freeway speed. And if that had happened at 55, 60, 65 miles an hour, this would be a different podcast. <laughs> you know? You know? because my car would have been spinning in traffic and using the driver's side front of the car as a cudgel with which to hit other cars in traffic, and that's where I was sitting. Yeah. Scary. And second of all, I'm going to congratulate the sleek black beauty. What a gorgeous car she was. She didn't let me down someplace dangerous. It was like an office park area. Like... Not too many people coming and going, but definitely not a dangerous or isolated area. And it was sunny and hot out, and she found me a place where I could pull her into the shade. Good car. Well done, thou good and faithful machine. Then, the next day, I called, what shall I call our insurance company? Many provinces insurance? You're in decent pause insurance? A cat didn't want to open the claim. Now, your mileage may vary. I don't know what your personal experience is, but I called my insurance agent, told them what had happened and that I wanted to open a claim. And the gentleman asked me what had happened, and I told it pretty much like I told you. And he said, how do you know that's what happened? Repeat message. Hello? Repeat message. Repeat message. 
Well, because the spring of the car is on the ground and the rocker arm looks like it's been rusted through or something. I know, right? Congratulate me that I knew to say rocker arm. Anyway, um, my expertise is in stuff like broadcasting and musical theater and Star Trek trivia. My expertise is not in diagnosing what happened to the car. I just used a descriptive. And as dog is my witness, the man seized upon that and said, well, they weren't going to cover that because blah, blah, insurance company is not interested in opening a case that's going to be a loser. And this is clearly just a case of, you know, driver neglect if I allowed my parts to rust through. Please stand by. Please stand by. 1084, please stand by. I know, yeah. I'm just going to... I'm just going to open a a sip of fizzy water here, hear the authentic sound effects in the background, and the popping open of the can. I'm going to sip a little LaCroix, and you think about that. He didn't want to open a claim that was going to be a loser. That's authentic fizzy water in the background, if you can hear it over the music. Yeah, I had to wet my whistle on mic for that one. That's the sound of me putting down my can. Come intimately into my studios, me little droogies, because as Dog is my witness, he not only said that, he repeatedly used phrases such as, Listen, Diana, and you gotta understand, Diana. Danger. Piggy alert. Gentlemen, if you're listening, whenever you're speaking to your woman customer or client, and you're saying, Now listen, first name, you gotta understand, first name, you sound sexist because you're being sexist. Because I don't hear you saying to the guys, now you gotta understand, Tim, now listen, Dave, or do you really? Do you really? Because when you talk that way to the women, you sound like you're putting us in our place. Danger! And when I've spent tens of thousands of dollars over many, many years with your company for my home and auto bundle, I expect to be held in those hands, not wiped clean. Authentic sound effect. But that's not important right now. What's important right now is New York City. I promised I would tell you all about it, and friends, loved ones, it was actual rebirth. No, not actual rebirth, because that sounds disgusting, and I don't want you to envision that. It was pressing reset on my life, and I texted Shannon the day after I got home and said, thank you for helping me press reset on my life, and she was working and just sent back a whole row of hearts, because that's my homegirl. But you would remember I said that I don't go to New York to stay in some fancy Times Square hotel and do a lot of touristy things. I go to hang with Shannon and Philip, and I sleep on their couch, except they don't have a couch anymore, so now they have a really fabulous air mattress. Seriously, if you're considering buying an air mattress, I think it's called King Coil. It was amazingly comfortable. Anyway, this was the first time I had gone to New York without a super big business agenda. Day one was a super big business agenda because I was taking a master class from Rachel Naylor and ladies, gentlemen, and all who otherwise identify, if you don't know about Rachel Naylor, go look her up. She's a superstar in the voiceover industry and an amazing example of a mother business owner, awesome human goddess. I just love her to pieces. So all day long was this intensive seminar with her and there were only five people in the class. 
We had really good access to Rachel and to each other, and we got a lot of amazing work done. And then that night, VoiceOver Network drinks. V-O-N-D-N-Y-C. You see, it's Rachel's story to tell, but I'm a storyteller, so try and stop me, right? I'll paste any bloke in the joint who says I'm not. <laughs> I know, I sound so aggressive, right? <laughs> Mama catch aggressive. Well, like I said, it's Rachel's story to tell, not really mine. But essentially, VoiceOver Network started many years ago when Rachel got the idea that wouldn't it be fun if her and some of the other voiceover artists in London went down the pub and got together for a drink. And then it grew and grew and grew, and later we met in New York. Yes, it was fabulous, and she looked fabulous, and everybody looked fabulous, and we were all fabulous. I can't fabulous it enough. And I got to meet some amazing people and reconnect with some amazing people, and I am grateful for it. And then business concluded when Shannon and I walked to the subway about 11.30 that night. And I had Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday in New York on my own. And among the things we did, Shannon and I wandered Manhattan on one of those perfectly sunny, gorgeous days, the no-temperature air temperature, where it just feels neither warm nor cool, just flawless. And it came to pass that we found ourselves at the White Horse Tavern, the second oldest bar in New York City, baby, established 1882. Legit. Also, where Dylan Thomas drank himself quite nearly to death before going home and finishing the job, but that's another story, never mind. I'm such a cheerful cuss. We had set out with a taste in our minds for guacamole that day, and when it turned out to be that the White Horse Tavern was serving guacamole while we sat down, we ordered guacamole, I got iced tea, Shannon got a cocktail called Love Come Down. I tasted the iced tea, which was bitter and old and tragic like a silent film star. It was the Norma Desmond of iced teas. But the Love Come Down cocktail was made from the laughter of baby angels. So I ordered one, too. And then we floated the rest of the way downtown. And we met Shannon's husband, Philip, when he got off work. And then you fans of New York City history and Lower Manhattan will be pleased to know that we moved on to the Dead Rabbit. We had dinner with Philip at the Dead Rabbit, 30 Water Street, built in 1828, baby. It's an old townhome. Um, old town house, I guess. So, yeah, it was the 1820s. Nobody said town. Nothing. My home in town. It's a town house. Anyway, it's about as old New York as you can get. And yeah, the name is a tribute to the Dead Rabbits Gang, a criminal organization with extensive connection in New York City politics. And John Morrissey, if you know the history down there. Otherwise, this turns into a history podcast. I just want to say it's a great restaurant. It's been open for 10 years. And if you know New York City restaurants, you'll know that keeping a place open for 10 years in Manhattan is a pretty good accomplishment. So that was outrageous, and we spent way the hell too much money, but this is why you visit your friends in New York and stay on their couch. Would you like to spend that money on dinner for three and cocktails you wouldn't ordinarily order, or would you like to spend it on a really uncomfortable bed in a place that you just don't feel good? Yeah, see, that's I got priorities. I'd rather hang with my friends and have a good time with them. That's how I roll. So speaking of how I roll, the next day I went to have 
brunch with Adam and Bethany, the Sharps. We have mentioned the Sharps previously. And we have mentioned Gilly, Gilly the cat. I think I mentioned him getting a passport. And yes, Gilly is still with us. But wait, there's going to be exciting news I've been holding on to for more than a month. There's going to be four Sharps. And no, I'm not talking about modulate the key and not debate with me. I'm talking Bethany's going to have a little boy. And I cannot wait because Adam and Bethany would be the best parents in the universe. Oh, Gilly, you lucky cat. You're going to have a baby. No, wait, that made no sense at all. Anyway, after I had a marvelous brunch with Adam and Bethany and saw their apartment, I started wandering the Heights, because that's my old neighborhood. So I text Shannon, and she's like wanting a day by herself, you know, kind of getting her act together, because did I tell you? She's got a contract to play Sister Mary Lazarus in the South Korean tour of uh, Sister Act. Yeah. Big props to Shannon and Michael. And so she needed a day to herself, and I needed to celebrate New York. So what else would you do in the Heights on the Sunday of Memorial Day weekend? That's right, jump directly on the A train and head downtown to make the connection to get out to Coney Island as soon as possible. And oh my gosh, do you realize that means in the space of 12 months, I made it from Malibu, Balboa, Newport, Santa Monica, Venice Beach, and Dana Point, Doheny Beach, all the way out to the Atlantic Ocean, Coney Island. I know, and that's what I mean by Mama Cat gets back on the horse that threw her because I had not been to New York City since the classic tragic career-ending dance injury of 2019, and I didn't do any showbiz this time at all. I did voiceover, I did Coney Island, I did relax and spend money and time to have fun with your friends, and it was amazing. There's a whole new little island called Little Island, and we saw that. And I, I have I have a video of a dog taking a doo-doo in the dog park in Central Park, and, and, and I'm clearly going to have to make another episode just to unpack New York. But like I said in my mission statement video over a year ago, walking on Malibu Beach for the first time in my life, or maybe it was Santa Monica. Yeah, you know what? I said this on Santa Monica Beach. I said... I'm not saying it's bad to have a comfort zone. I'm just saying step out of it once in a while while you still can. Yes, Auntie Mame, life is a banquet and most poor sons of bitches are starving to death. So that, in the longest, most in-depth rambling episode I have cut for you yet is Squad Goals Achieved, the season closer. That's right, a season finale. Season 1, episode 12. And I promised you a cliffhanger. So... We open next season adding a special segment. And by special, I guess I kind of mean special needs. I'm not kidding around. It's Mama Cat and mental health. You know, as I journeyed to various voiceover conventions and reached out on LinkedIn and Clubhouse and Twitter and met new friends and expanded my own network, I have encountered a lot of people dealing with mental health diagnoses, mental health issues, mental health conditions, and I found that there's a lot of neuroatypical, or if you prefer, neurodivergent people in the voiceover community especially. And guess what, kids? I am one. So to make it more accessible and less frightening and to let you in a little bit, I'm going to be talking about my own adventures 
And finally, I can say, I'm not crazy. It's just brain damage and a few other things. And I'm not afraid. So don't be afraid of me. Don't be afraid of yourself. Don't be afraid to write. Granny has a podcast at gmail.com. I just checked the number of messages in that inbox, and currently, (laughs) there's 420. 420. They're not all from you, though. And if you'd like to help support the podcast, may I announce you may now buy me a coffee? Or may I say, pretty please, could you buy me a coffee? I don't know if you're familiar with buymeacoffee.com, but if you go to buymeacoffee.com slash Granny has a... <laughs> yeah, Granny has a... You'll be able to support Granny has a podcast if you're so inclined with a very small donation of $5 when you feel like it. I know everybody eventually asks for money. Will you think the equipment just presented it to myself for free? Also at buymeacoffee.com slash Granny has a... You'll be able to watch that mission statement, that little Malibu. Well, it's one of the videos. It's the Malibu video. You want to see the rest of them? Go to my playlist. Granny has a YouTube. I'm all over the place. And I'm sorry the month of June was so daunting. But today the spirit came upon me and I realized I had to talk to you. Or something. I can't come up with an alternative. In the words of the great George Burns, they can't all be gems. Thanks again for listening to Granny Has a Podcast. Me, I'm Diana Wild. You're responsible for your own identity. And remember, be kind to dumb animals such as radio disc jockeys, kindly old lady podcasters, and ah the hell with it. Be kind to everybody. Love you, miss you, peace out, bye. Hey there, cats and kittens. Mama Cat wants you to know that we get all of our music and sound effects from Soundstripe.com. This is not a paid endorsement and I wouldn't be making it, except that I want you to know I have professional pride and I pay my bills. Speaking of professional pride, I'd like to thank everybody at the website I found this week wasn't that fun called backingtracks.co for the free download of Ballroom Blitz, without whom this episode would have been scientifically impossible. If you'd like to help support the podcast, go to buymeacoffee.com slash grannyhaza. And until next time, adopt, don't shop. Rescue is my favorite breed. Betty White was right about everything. <laughs>